This is the Photography Podcast on Photography.ca, episode number 120, tips on creating interesting stories with your photography. Hey there, photo lovers. How's it going? And welcome to the 120th photography podcast on photography.ca. My name is Marco. And as always, we're coming to you from Montreal, Quebec, Canada. For today's show, we're going to talk about uh, how to create interesting stories with our photography or not to create boring stories with our photography. But uh, before we get into it, I always like to thank people uh, for their comments on our last podcast, number 119, uh, where we spoke about manipulation in photojournalism with uh, photojournalist uh, Mo Duaron. Thanks so much to Ben W, who left a comment on the blog, which is our favorite way to get them photography.ca forward slash blog just as an fyi although our last two podcasts uh, went quite a while the last one being over an hour these next ones are going to be shorter in length before we get into today's podcasts, i'd really like to welcome the camera store as a sponsor of today's podcast and for the next several months the camera store is the largest camera store in calgary alberta canada and they ship all across canada I've been personally buying from them and recommending them to people I know for over two years. Uh, they have awesome prices and superb customer service. So this partnership is a great fit for us. So welcome the camera store. Thanks so much. All right, well, let's just get right into uh, today's podcast, telling better stories with our photography. First off, for those that are newer to photography and possibly this podcast, every photograph tells a story in one frame. Sometimes that story is boring and sometimes it's pretty exciting. So this podcast is dedicated to providing tips to make your stories more interesting. But first off, what is a story when you're talking about a photograph? You know, a photograph is just a slice of a story, you might say. A story normally has a beginning, a middle, and an end. And you're right about that. We are telling a different type of story when we make photographs. Our story might not be a full story. It might only suggest a story or be an element of a story or it may just suggest a feeling or a mood, or the image might well tell a full story. If you capture your child's face the second he or she has just jumped over an obstacle, that's a pretty full story. You know how it started, you know what happened in the middle, and you know how it ends. But uh, whatever the story is, be it full, partial, emotional, suggestive, be active in crafting that story, and that story becomes stronger way stronger. So it goes without saying that uh, we aren't talking about all genres of photography here. You know, often you won't have time to craft a story if you're hired to shoot models on a runway, for example. But even in cases like these, if we can craft a story, the image will usually be better. So where do we start? I think we actually start by accepting that most of our images will fail. Like most artists, the ratio of hits to misses is way on the side of misses. And uh, we need to accept this fact early on or, or we'll just get crushed. Our spirits will get crushed. So we need to accept our failures in order to move forward and just realize that they're a part of life. On a more practical level, maybe we need to use our shutter release buttons less and our brains and eyes and our legs more. We need to frame the image well before we click. We need to be patient and this patience is part of the work. Sometimes your patience won't pay off, but it's almost always more fruitful than uh, staying at home and watching TV. 
In podcast 102, we talked extensively about layering your images with interesting elements. And this is a crucial element in most images. You know, to recap that podcast, most people just think about the background. You know, if they're going to photograph a mountain, they just think of the mountain in the background and that's all they photograph. But most images are way more interesting when things are going on in the foreground, in the midground, and the background. And by layering your scene with those interesting elements that work together, you create or suggest a much stronger story. Now often you'll need to look around and move around in order to get that uh, framing just right and layer your elements just right. And I do recommend you take a listen to podcast number two if this layering concept is uh, unfamiliar to you. Now related to this layering concept is giving your subject a context, which often helps uh, strengthen a story. And sometimes we're often tempted to zoom in in order to get, you know, a lot of detail on our subjects. And you know, this often works really, really well. But sometimes when we want to tell the story, sometimes if we zoom out and include more of the environment around us, that's going to help to give the subject a context and tell a better story. Another thing that you want to look for when you're making your images are gestures and gesturing. Because gestures and gesturing are gold. You have to be on the lookout for them because they are interesting and really important when you only have one frame to tell a story. And here's a personal example uh, from just this week, and I'm going to put some uh, images in the show notes, so you should check those out. So for the past few days in Montreal, there have been crazy, crazy rainstorms. And a few days ago, there was a lightning thunderstorm that actually struck a building about 300 feet from me. And the lightning struck the building and it caused the roof to go on fire. So the roof started smoking and within minutes, there were like five, six, seven fire trucks all cordoned off the area. Kudos to Montreal's fire department because they were awesome. They got there fast and they controlled the fire. And while this is all happening, I live on the third floor in a building a few hundred feet away, as I mentioned. So I was actually able to photograph these firemen putting out the scene. And I took a good 20 images of the firemen doing their job and putting out the fire. But the one shot that I chose out of all 20 is the one shot where a fireman has an axe and he's swinging that axe to bust open the roof to shoot water in the roof in order to put out the fire. But that swinging axe gesture makes the image and it tells a strong story about that image and is the reason that that particular frame was chosen from the other 20. So really be on the lookout for gestures and be ready to freeze them because gestures make images strong. And gestures are not only reserved for the living either. You know, a leaf can have a gesture. Anything can have a gesture. Still lives can have a gesture. They can occur spontaneously or you can create them yourself and be fake. This is not photojournalism. You don't necessarily have to come upon reality. You can create reality for your own art and capture it in whatever way you want. And let's just use an autumn leaf on a staircase, for example. So depending on how you frame it, it may or may not tell an interesting story. But let's say you find an autumn leaf or you place a leaf upside down and leaning to one direction so that only the stem of the leaf is keeping that leaf from falling over. Now that's a much stronger story in my book. Now the story is more about survival. There's tension in an image like that and tension is an emotional part of the story and it's good. And what led to that gesture was the leaf's stem hanging ever so precariously against the staircase and now it tells a story. So gestures are gold, be on the lookout for them. 
Now I should say, every once in a while, you're going to come across a photograph that has no obvious story. You know, it may not even have any of the pointers we're talking about. It might not have any depth elements. It might not have any gesturing. Maybe it's just the most amazing sky in the world, you know, and there's nothing in it but clouds. That happens every once in a while. Sometimes a scene can be so moody that the mood itself becomes the actual story. That a scene is so colorful that the color itself becomes the actual story. So I just want to put this out there that that does happen occasionally and it's hard to predict when it's just going to happen. So you just have to keep your eyes really, really open and, you know, grab stories of pure emotion or pure color or pure intensity. Just wanted to put that out there. Lighting is an obvious part of photography and you can easily help tell your story through the use of good light. Harsh light obviously tells a very different story than soft lighting depending on the subject matter. The dramatic lighting that you get from one light source when it's at the side tells a very different story from frontal light that fills in all the shadows. If you are creating an image with studio lights, you have a fuller control, but if you are a nature photographer, you may well have to wait for the good light for the best results. And this waiting is part of the work. Many, 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 many of the fantastic, dramatic nature photographs that you'll see were taken at the right time and it didn't happen by accident. The photographer scouted, he or she went there or they waited for the light. The waiting is part of the work. So <laughs> be prepared to wait if you want to create a stronger story. And if you don't feel like waiting or you're pressed for time, then maybe you should change your game plan and look for a different composition that suits the existing light. And you should feel free to refer to podcast number 100, Shoot in Any Light, uh, for tips on that aspect. Now, if you have the time and you have live view on your camera, framing the image live is a fab way to make sure that your story is working for you. You can move your position or you can move your camera ever so slightly in order to strengthen the composition right in front of your eyes. And using live view is also another great way to make sure that your focus is bang on. And I use it in that capacity quite often. Whatever element I want the sharpest in my photograph, you know, I'll frame it up in live view and then I'll zoom in to that area and make sure it's tack sharp. Therefore, not only can live view help you create and craft your story, it can also help you pinpoint your zone of sharpness in the shot, which also helps tell your story. Another thing to watch out for to help strengthen your story are the edges of your image. It goes without saying that the entire frame is used to best tell a story. You know, often people are so focused on the central part of the image or the layering of the elements in the image that they forget about the edges. And distractions often hang around the edges and distractions weaken stories. If the main action or gesture of the story or the image is happening in one main area, make sure the edges don't pull your attention from that area. Bright objects are notorious for weakening stories by stealing your attention. So try not to have them at the edges of your images when possible. Objects that have specific angles, for example, are also big distractions. So again, if the action is happening toward the central part of the image, but you have a curved plant on the left side of the image and the curve is pointing to the left of the image, your eye is going to follow that curve outside of the image. So when possible, try to frame your image or move your position or be aware of these distractions such that the edges of your photograph or what you're framing don't interfere or detract from the story you're trying to tell. Now, of course, you won't always be able to do this. Sometimes your position will be fixed. We're not talking about those times. We're talking about times where you can move your position, where you can fix these distractions. And that happens more often than you think. Finally, edit your work. This means going through the shots you took and being really critical about your own work. This isn't always easy, but at the end of the day, 
Most shots likely won't be keepers. You know, you'll gravitate only toward a few choices. And think about why you gravitated toward them. Think about whether your keepers, you know, tell the story in a strong enough way. Think about whether going back to reshoot the scene during different light or even a different angle might tell your story better. Let's be honest. We want people to love our images. We want them to love our stories. But it's only up to us to choose which stories we let the world see. And of course, we usually want people to see our best work. And that's why the editing is so important. And of course, if you aren't sure about your story, I know a friendly photo forum whose members will let you know in a gentle way uh, whether your story works or what could have possibly be improved. And I believe that's all I got to say about that. And of course, of course, if any listeners have any other tips on crafting better photography stories, I would love to hear your suggestions and so would other listeners. So feel free to comment directly in the blog, photography.ca forward slash blog. I'd like to thank the Camera Store for sponsoring this and future podcasts. The Camera Store is a full line dealer for an entire range of photographic equipment and supplies. Whether you are a leading professional or new to photography, their expert staff are always ready to assist you in finding the perfect equipment at great prices. There's about one week left uh, for July's assignments on our forum. Our regular assignment is long exposure and our level two assignment is macro photography. Both assignments are already getting uh, quite a bunch of creative uh, submissions. So if you've submitted before, I encourage you to submit again. And if you've been lurking on our forum, I encourage you to join. We're a really friendly bunch. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. And uh, we hope this podcast gave you a few tips uh, to strengthen your creation and crafting of the stories in your photography. So as always, just get out there and keep on shooting. Bye for now, everyone. Thanks so much for listening.